Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. Uh, one of the last episodes we're going to be doing for this show, I think. Uh, for yeah. we'll be taking a I don't know hiatus isn't quite the right word. Uh, sabbatical, mini break. Uh, <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the break. Yeah. Let's call it a break. The break. We're we're on a break. Um, yeah, it's either going to be this one or maybe next week. Oh, man. (sighs) We're not going to be able to talk about the finale of Last of Us. (gasps) Oh, I mean, maybe. We'll we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll just post one. I'll just ramble for an hour on my own. I'm like, what? But then, that's such and such, such. And I know that Sarah would say this, so I'll just, like, pretend like you're kind of in the conversation with me. Uh, it would be awkward. I, I mean, technically, the finale is happening before my due date. Hmm. Just saying. So, I mean, and we're obviously we're, we're live here right now, or whatever we're recording, but, um, and I've said it to you before, like, Whatever you're comfortable with, I, I don't want to push you on it. Um, if you feel comfortable enough at that time, we'll just have to wait and see. You can't make, I'm sure you can't make a commitment right now. Right. But I am always open to it because I don't have the constraints you do by any stretch. So, Right. Maybe it'll be an exciting episode. So stay tuned, folks. We <laughs> might we might just keep going. Uh, um... It might be. You might be like in the middle of it like, um... I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm like, can, can you edit it first and publish it? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'll get right on that. Oh, <laughs> Good. Man. Thank you. Well, yeah. Like all the all the birthing classes that I went to, they all the days they were like, oh yeah, just just finish what you're doing. So that's all you have to just finish what you're doing. I was I was gonna say this week at the doctors, they were like, don't need to call us right away. You just stay at home until this amount of time and uh, just relax. So as long as I can stay relaxed <laughs> while we're doing it. People are, people are going to think it's such a jerk. I'm like pushing you into I'm like, no, we don't, we don't have to. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right. So, um, uh, so today we're talking about, uh, Episode seven of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Episode one of season three of Mando. Yeah. And we're skipping Bad Batch again. For yes. now. Yes. For now. Let's try let's try talking about it next week though. Okay. Deal. Time. Deal. Cool. Um Yeah, so we'll talk about those two. And then I did like the Zillow Beast episode, by the way. For Bad Batch? Mm-hmm. I watched it at work today. Mm. Um, where I usually watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, okay, so do we, do we have news though? Yeah, so I found this little tidbit which I thought was like kind of interesting about. So it was it was talking about John Favreau and Dave Filoni, um, but particularly Favreau, and he was talking about Mandalorian. Um, and he did confirm that season four is written. So he's they've they've written the scripts and have gone over it, et cetera. But what I thought was really interesting 
and I wasn't too sure how I felt about this um, at first, but he basically was saying that they love writing the characters in the Mandalorian and exploring storylines and stuff, but they don't really have like a set ending in mind for them. And they're intending to like have resolutions happen, but like then there could be theoretically new things that pop up or not. And like, they haven't really made a plan, Uh, but it is supposed to be designed to be part of like a larger star Wars storyline universe that ties into Ahsoka and skeleton crew. Um, So it sounds like they kind of have a plan, but not have a plan for it. It just made it just just a really interesting thing because I don't know. I kind of just assumed that they had like a set goal in mind of what they were going to do with the show. I bet what they're doing is, I bet they have a bigger goal in mind. I, like I, I bet that they're like, okay, here's the thing. I, and you and I were talking about this uh, previously, but um, my my. My hope, like, and so I'm just like projecting. I'm like, I'm sure they're doing what I hope they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I want them to go explore a different corner of the galaxy that it's like, we still see some familiar things, but it's all out, out in, you know, mostly uncharted places. And it's like, all right, some familiar because we need some familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a lot of new weird stuff that could be happening. And that would explain why. You know, why all these other like really important characters, like why are Bad Batch not part of, you know, right. the, the rebellion, you know, like, cause they'd be, they'd be the, the same age as Rex, but Rex was old enough to fight, you know, and Omega especially would be old, would be prime, you know, age to fight. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're not going to just kill off Bad Batch like that. Dear Lord, can you imagine like after oh all these gosh. episodes, like would they all just die and went like the finale? Why would you even like voice that thought well i'm, I'm just saying like, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be alive yeah no 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 right? I, so. I, I, oh, I can't even imagine like the turmoil and uproar that would cause it would suck if one of them died right like uh, you know like like if crosshair who is what i said i was going to play talk about the, the bad batch but like <laughs> you know apparently they don't think he's that important so um <laughs> Yeah, if they just kill him off, I guess that's that's fine or whatever. But may- maybe I'd still be like, oh, that sucks. That's that feels awful. Um. Anyways, I I hope that they go and explore a different corner of the galaxy, and I I hope that they're just like, you know what? We don't know exactly how that's gonna look, mm-hmm. but eventually we want to kind of get there, and maybe Mandalorian will be part of that, or maybe he'll be part of a different storyline or something. But, you know, uh, my guess is that they're they have like a bit. They're like, all right. There's something coming that's kind of big, but we don't know exactly what shape it is. We're just going to have to see as each thing is released and we kind of get closer to the destination. Right. I mean, I feel like it also makes sense to kind of go into, like, quote unquote, uncharted territory, so to speak, because then you, you've got free reign. Yeah, well, I mean, as they continue to to come out with books and comic books mm-hmm. and everything, like... They they just run out of space, right? To to develop things, you know, like they, there was this, like this long comic book chain of like, right after, the it's like what what did Luke do between episodes four and five, right? And, you know, and he's just like trying to find anyone who will teach him force things because he doesn't know, and like and he just keeps finding dead ends, and like that's where he meets Doctor Aphra and all this stuff. But like, 
Uh, yeah, but but now we know exactly what Luke did. Like he even fought Vader one time. At, at one point, he just run in, runs into Vader and they fight for a little bit. And Vader obviously just destroys him, mm-hmm. and he barely escapes. But like, that's what Vader. That's how Vader clues in to Luke being there at all. Okay. You know, because they're like the son of Skywalker could be. You know, like they have, they have the Emperor and the and Luke have this whole, or the Emperor and Vader have this whole conversation, and it's like, how did, how did Vader even know that Luke exists? Actually, like he blew up the Death Star, but that doesn't mean he knows that it's his son who did it. Right. Right. Okay. Very true. So, like, they, they fill in a little, a couple of like little canon gaps there. That's like, yeah, well, we didn't really need an explanation, but that's fine. Um. But but now they can't make a movie like not that they would make a movie but I'm saying like that storyline like that that whole time period mm-hmm. in that in for those characters is just gone where can they expand to like they need somewhere that they're gonna be unrestrained and un, you know mm-hmm. and to, to some degree though they have to go somewhere else because eventually the first order is gonna come back and they're gonna have the the sequel trilogy and those guys can't be around for that fight either right because they're not involved in that so they've got to be off somewhere else doing their own thing right yep i agree so i'm hoping you know like the i was telling you like the chaos the is what it's called like the area that the chis ascendancy the chis empire Mm -hmm. uh lives in like it's it is just chaos and it's crazy and no one knows how to like it's such an unapproachable unfathomable place that no one's ever tried to conquer it there's a lot of space in that you know, that there's like whole corners of the galaxy that everyone just kind of ignores because it's not close enough to Coruscant. Right. So you can just have whatever you want there, theoretically. Yeah. So anyways, just um, just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other news you want to talk about? No, there's still no Wheel of Time season two date. I feel I feel uh, obligated to say that. I, I I did get a thing about uh, how season three is rewriting, or they're 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 like working on a set for for season three right now. Yeah, maybe they could work on a premiere date for season two first. Maybe their plan is to release season two back to back with season three. I thought for a second you were gonna say maybe their plan is to release season three before season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost got you. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's a ridiculous thought, and I love it. <laughs> you did almost spit take me. Ah, oh, <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, but we can. That that's it. We can move on. We can end the show because I almost got the spit take. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I almost got you. <laughs> uh, you'll only see that on the YouTube version. It's just uh, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, moving on. Um, the Last of Us? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, uh, all right, so Last of Us, we had... It, it's all... We got, we got like a very, 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 very brief... Mm-hmm. Uh, like main storyline update, which, yeah. which is appreciated, and, and kind of annoying. Like episode this episode six, Joel is just like dead, right? Kind of like she's just just laying there. He's like out, and you know, I, like I, I mean, I said like if he dies, that'd be the lamest thing ever. Like mm-hmm. he just dies like that, so stupid. Um, and so now it's like, oh well, he's he's dying, right? Yeah. 
but uh but you know she she went and she found that shelter like i you know we saw that little house in the out in the middle of nowhere uh, yeah some building that's kind of close to the train and stuff um so she she dragged him there somehow i don't know how a girl her age drags a grown man that far but good i guess if she could rig the horse to I was, help i was gonna say maybe she tied him to the horse or something all right that's plausible not yeah. that i need not that i need that really like people who are desperate can can make things happen mm-hmm. but um anyways so uh let's see we've got uh so so she she's there and and then she's she's like basically he's like leave me and then she's she goes into a doorway, opens a doorway. Like she, she's going upstairs. She's gonna do something. Clearly not leaving him because she's going upstairs, not mm-hmm. not out of the house. Mm-hmm. And then she opens the doorway into a flashback. Yeah, a flashback where we meet Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you what did you think about this flashback overall? Uh, first, can I ask you mm-hmm. what um, did did this have anything in the game? Like, was this a, a thing in the game? Did they just obliquely mention it, or is it just one hundred percent fabrication on their end? Um, so it's not fabrication. I did not play this part because it, this was like a downloadable content. Oh, it was. Bit, um, oh, okay. Which I didn't do. Um, okay. So it it is a, it is a playable thing, and it is pretty spot on from what I know about it. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the the thing that I know that they changed was the uh, infected in the mall. So in the game, it's more of like a horde, apparently, um, from from what I was reading. But obviously, in the show, it's just the one. Um, I like just having one. I like it too, actually. And uh, I I was reading this article about it. And I can't remember if it was one of the creators that said it or if it was Bella Ramsey. It was one of, one of them. But mm-hmm. they made a really good point, which is that you don't need <clears throat> the horde to feel threatened. Because in and by having just the one they really focused on highlighting the fact that you can't ever be safe because anything that you do could attract just one is enough. Like that, that's all you Mm -hmm. really need. And you have this whole, like, you know, stereotypical moment of joy and laughter and, and whatever. And that can be dangerous now. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to be like, well, if we want to be comfortable and we want to live our old lives, then that's not okay. We're just going to die. Right. So, um, so that's what I had read that they had changed was just that aspect of it. But, but everything else apparently is very true to the downloadable content. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm just going to be upfront and say I, I didn't really care about what was her name riley uh riley i keep wanting to call her ramsey so if i call it because of bella ramsey i <laughs> think of... but mm-hmm. uh I, I just like when i was talking about this episode to someone else i, I was like kept calling her ramsey i'm like it's not her name i know it's not her name but um 
anyways, Riley, uh, you know, she's the girl from Inside Out, so I guess maybe I'll try to. Yeah, there you go. Um, Riley Burton was the my like big soccer rival for a long time, and when I was growing up too. So that, but that's a dude. So, uh, anyways, <clears throat> anyways, anyways, the uh, I, I didn't I didn't care about her at all. Like I I just maybe I'm just jaded because they've killed every character ever, mm-hmm. or. Uh, like, so they come into their lives and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, like you're dead because Joel, you just met Joel and Ellie, right? Like everyone, and if they if they're not dead, they're as good as dead because they just abandoned them. Like they didn't they didn't leave with anyone from Wyoming, you know? Right. Yay! I'm glad Tommy's alive, but functionally he's he's not in the story anymore. He's dead for for all intents and purposes. Right. He's not part of the storyline. Yeah, and so I just maybe I'm just had my heart guarded in a way you know i'm just like i don't want to be attached to another character because they're just gonna kill her off and Mm -hmm. you know that she's just gonna die and i I just i didn't care about her um you care about ellie but at the same time i I don't know i I, probably for me too i just relate more to joel because i'm a a guy and i i I would put myself in his shoes before i'd put myself in in ellie's shoes so I, th- this was I, I didn't hate this episode this is probably my least favorite of all of them so far okay that's fair i think that i think that is fair i think this was an episode that um if you know like the storyline and the game and like people maybe felt like this episode was coming um but if you don't then you don't necessarily need it. I think it does highlight a really good part of um, Ellie's personality or character, whatever you want to call it. And it it goes back to, I can't remember what episode it was in, but there was that conversation that her and Joel had where she says uh, that it wasn't the first person she's killed or something along those lines to him. And doesn't really elaborate from them. Or from that point. Um, well, what what person did she kill? Well, so... So, this is the thing. is You could look at it two ways. You can look at it as... Her killing that infected. As the first person that she's had to kill. Because they are technically... A person. They're not dead. Um, or... So and this has been removed. Sorry? I, I think that their personhood has been removed, but... I mean, yeah, like, their brain is not But they are... They're still in a human body, I guess. Right, and they haven't died yet. Like, they don't, so, they don't die when they get infected. They just get infected in turn. So, in theory, if she's... Like, she could potentially cure... Correct. ...this, this infected, if... if the cure it if her, out if her blood act is somehow a cure she could theoretically cure yes humanity okay all right I'll, I'll buy that argument so yeah i guess i guess i would say they're more they're closer to people like there's not really a moral obligation mm-hmm. to keep them alive at you right. know like i think you should just be allowed to go shoot one in the head if you Oh, have the opportunity to, you know, totally. So you could argue that it's that person or and this is where um, 
it's also true to the game apparently so in the game you don't see what happens to riley you just know that she's dead like you assume she's dead she's infected she clearly is infected and we know that ellie is immune um so she the first person she killed is either that that infected that we saw or Mm -hmm. she kills riley or maybe when the the fireflies show up Mm -hmm. they kill riley and she kills one of them but, uh, that, and then that's why they're chained, chaining her up. And that's why they chain her up. Um, well, she's like, look, I'm not infected. Like, I'm, I'm not. They, they got to right. show that scene of how how the fireflies grab her. So, but but it's one of those things where it's like, did she, did she kill Riley? Like, that makes it even more. If she did, that makes it even more. I don't want to say like, bittersweet is the wrong word. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have like this great night ends in absolute catastrophe. You think that you're both going to go mad and lose your brains together. All poetic and shit is whatever she says or something along those mm-hmm. lines. And that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, Ellie just lives. Yeah. She's fine. So like I couldn't imagine having to kill that person like if Mm -hmm. i was ellie having to kill riley and i feel like if that if if she did kill riley um i feel like that would be really telling as to her character with why she's so guarded it would be really telling as to why like she didn't really want to talk about it to joel when she said it Mm -hmm. um so i think it just overall highlights i think it's more to highlight ellie's personality than uh, you to feel attached or not to Riley. Because I, I, I don't think you need to feel attached to Riley. I think you just need to understand Ellie more. I think I would have been more interested in this episode if the fire, if we'd played it all the way to conclusion of where Ellie ends up in custody with the fireflies. Right. Yeah, I, the fireflies I, show up to pick up their stuff and pick up their friend, you know, her friend. Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna have to, we're gonna see that anyways. I feel like, yeah. I I would. It, it was just it, it felt a little dissatisfying. So like we won't give up on each other, and it's like, well, right. I and know I, what's gonna happen to Ellie, but right, exactly. You're sitting there, and you already know that Ellie's gonna be like fine, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right, uh, but but like in a way, it kind of robs a lot. Like so, it's kind of traumatic. She's she's gonna lose a friend. But she's already, in a way, she'd already lost her friend. Like, her friend is like, I'm going to leave anyways. I'm going to a different QZ. Like, goodbye. You know? And, you know, her friend said she was going to stay. But but at the same time, like, this whole time, like, they've been kind of moving toward, oh, she's going to, you know, she might leave. So, and she'd already thought she lost her anyways after three weeks of her not being there. Like, in a lot of ways... She'd already lost her friend, and then this this happened. It was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't realize you were going to be gone this way, but I, <laughs> I thought one way or another you're going to be out of my life. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just, uh, it was, I thought it was just an interesting backstory. I do, I will say I like that they, 
I was concerned that it was going to be entirely flashback and like it was mostly flashback, but I was concerned that we would see no present time Joel and Ellie. No Joel. That that um, was helpful. And I also enjoyed and I don't know if if you noticed this. Um maybe you did, mm. but I really enjoyed that. So before we get to the flashback, Joel's like, run, leave, like just leave, telling her to get lost essentially. Um and when like Wyoming. Yeah, and like to go back to, to Tommy kind of thing mm-hmm. and like leave him to die there. Um and then in the flashback when the infected is there, Riley is essentially telling Ellie to run. And mm, okay. so I saw like the like to me, I was like, that's a really strong parallel. And in a way, Ellie either had to leave, had to run and leave Riley after Riley turned, although she probably would have had to kill her because Riley would have been a runner initially, right? Like she would have just chased her down. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have Joel kind of telling her to do the same thing, like just leave, leave me here to die by myself. And she doesn't do that in that case. She she finds this needle and thread to stitch him up and stays with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that, that that's the big thing of like, well, I don't know. They mentioned in the, the little after show too of like, well, she's, she's decided like she's just going to, Stick around with stick with Joel and everything, and I mean it, it makes sense. Uh, at the same time, like it it doesn't make much sense that Joel's just like leave me, like when when there's still hope of potentially saving him, and she's gonna have to traverse for however many weeks on her own to a place that she might not even know how to get to. She's not good at maps, still probably. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, whatever. I, that's that's fine. I, I'm glad. I don't know, like, I, I feel like she made the same decision here, though, like, with with with, uh, with her friend, mm-hmm. with Riley, they both decided to stay with each other. Right. And Joel, is, and then Joel's like, leave me, and she's like, no, I'm going to stay with you, like, mm-hmm. like I did last time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good. I don't know, I... I do think that, gosh, what what a wreck she's gonna be if if Joel dies. You know, like mm-hmm. she needs she needs someone. She finally has someone to take care of her and to not you know like she she has someone to love. You know, not not in like an awkward whatever like romantic way, but like you know, yeah, still, still really strong love. I, I think that's good. Um, yeah, there. I do feel bad for her. It it so. just feels like they're doing a really good job of high, of like portraying the relationship between Ellie and Joel and how it mm-hmm. is like it's been rocky, it's not smooth sailing, but like you can see that that attachment between them both ways is mm-hmm. building. Yeah. So one of the things I liked was uh 
All right, the, I think the two favorite things that I had, the the, le- the lesser of the two was, uh, you know, she really, she's always liked those, like the dad jokes, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, which is also funny because of the Mandalorian. Also, there's, <laughs> there's a dad joke in that, but um, there's just so many parallels between these series. Uh, there really is. Uh, <laughs> but... I, I like that she already was into those kind of cheesy jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and we see that her sense of humor hasn't really changed. Like she's always, she's always enjoyed those like cheesy jokes, which I mean, I, I like that's, that's very relatable to me. I've always enjoyed really stunningly bad jokes that have a, an element of wit or cleverness to them. Right. So wonderful. Um, so that was the lesser of the two favorite things you had. I liked the ongoing debate of whether Fedra is evil and fascist mm-hmm. versus whether they're the only thing keeping us together. Mm-hmm. Especially with that, like, uh, like you see that in that scene when she's in, um, I don't even know like if you want to call counselor it. Counselor or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say principal's office. It's not really principal's office, but same sort of vibe. Um well, and he was he was great. Like he he really showed like, you know, all right. Like I acknowledge that other people say that we're a terrible regime. At the same time, he you could tell he really believed like we're the only thing keeping everyone from total chaos. Right. And I mean, if you look at if you look at the um, like Walking Dead, not that the two can be paralleled, but you can't avoid comparison. Like, uh, you know, there. Every time, like any, everyone's just like a bunch of like little tiny city states and everyone just gets, you know, they're all slowly getting wiped out. Like it's just total chaos. Like at least Fedra has kept it together. Right. And you have these QZ zones and um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're able to, I don't want to say control it, but. Well, and I think of. that. Well, you think you think of it in terms of like what would happen if our country just went into a state of emergency and they called martial law or something, and everyone initially was like, "Yeah, we kind of need it." Everyone just kind of agreed, "Yeah, that right. we kind of need this because we we need someone who knows who has most of the information who can make decisions that aren't based off of." You know, like, we're not going to have some anti-vaxxer, like, just shut everything down because they want to be stubborn about something that, or, you know, like, I, I just think of anti-vaxxer. I don't mean to be bring politics into it. I just, like, uh, you know, people have their own, they're like, everyone's like, yeah, we want the vaccine. And then someone comes in and says, no, this sucks. And everything just gets slowed way down because well, if one person has a different interest. Sometimes you need the government to step in. And just say, no, we're doing one thing that's going to mm-hmm. keep everyone alive. You guys can whine about it later. But then it also brings up the question of, like, what happens? And I think that's what we're seeing with Fedra and the Fireflies is what happens when you have that, when you have that martial law kind of happen. Mm-hmm. And I think initially, and maybe this is just me projecting or whatever, most people would probably say what you said and be like, yep, we need this. We need order. We need... Mm-hmm. We need, you know, clarity, guidelines, all we need to be safe, like all this. Right. But I think in the back of your head, you might be like, this is a temporary thing. So what happens when right. it's been 20 years and you still and have martial, that? Martial law hasn't ended. Yep. Exactly. 
and that that's the big thing of like what well what do you do like i mean like the covid thing initially like a ton of people bought into it mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like a political thing as much that's all there always be politics but like a lot of people were like all right we'll do this even the people who really felt uncomfortable with it everyone you know there was like a large amount of backing and slowly people other different groups started pushing back and hating mm -hmm. it and hating it and then at some point i know that i i was like all right i'm, I'm good with the quarantine i, I even like it because i'm uh i'm introverted and don't like i've been training for this quarantine my whole life right <laughs> you know, like can i just always do this um yeah you know like it wasn't that big of a deal to me but at some point i remember they were like oh no you got to wear masks again after like telling us we didn't have to right and i was just like I, I remember just being at the store i was wearing my mask again and feeling just so angry about it because i had felt you know i'd been able to not wear a mask for several weeks before that mm -hmm. and i looked around the store and like almost no one was wearing them and i just reached this decision point i was like nope i'm done mm -hmm. i'm not gonna wear them anymore and that like at some point everyone just kind of just started like, all right no more masks we're done we're done with this right not that it's bad to wear a mask and i'm not saying anything it just people could choose to be done with it what what happens when you can't just choose to be done with cordyceps right in fact you know and, and like this imminent danger you need someone to protect you well and like that's the thing like you, you've hit this point where this martial law hasn't ended you you're still you know quote unquote under the thumb so to speak but mm -hmm. the threat isn't gone either right well so, and then sorry go ahead no go ahead i interrupted you um no and I, I was just gonna say it you're also in this area where you can like most people like joel let's use for an example he remembers what it's like before and now during right so you can mm -hmm. and like this might be the the new normal but if you have people like ellie being born and raised this is all they know so right. it might not seem as i don't know i'm speculating it might not seem as oppressive because that's all they know sure they could have been told about the past but they haven't actually experienced it themselves whereas if you've experienced it and are now being forced into the new uh, the new normal, so to speak, you could long for that and want that back again. Sure. Oh, well, there's also an interesting thing of like, um, okay, so Ellie is clearly, she's, she seems like she's kind of a favorite of this, this counselor guy. Right. Right. And so you, you also have to think like what the, and the counselor guy clearly didn't think much of her friend. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you get a guard of sewers. Like, you don't even get to do the sewer stuff. You just stand there with a gun while people do it. Right. Um, uh, but, but with Ellie, he's like, oh, man, like, you're awesome. <clears throat> you know, he clearly believes in her. And in a way, I, I think that that probably really influenced her, too, of like, you know, people there's a there's just so much literature about you know like kids really look for those role models like they really mm -hmm. want someone to look up to and stuff and you got to think he's kind of taken her under his wing a little bit I, you don't really know exactly but you know like he he opened up to her and really talked about like here's your stuff you know here's your stuff like how much did his mentoring mean to her and that that influenced her to be like all right like this isn't so bad and what if he had also mentored riley yeah like that like would she still think that that fedra is an oppressive awful regime or would she be more like yeah like the fireflies are just terrorists who kill people randomly right 
Right. That's a great point because, yeah, if, if he had done that, then they would, theor- like, theoretically, if that's the case, they would both still be there. Right. Well, I mean, and, and maybe she's just built differently and she was always going to reject Fedra. I, I don't really know. I just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, a lot of the themes of this show have to do with parents and parent figures and like their, their influence and how important it is to have someone trustworthy or someone good to, I mean, I've always said like the most important thing a person can do is be a good parent. Right. I, I don't care if they're like a, you know, nuclear physicist and doing things that very few people can because there there's only a few brains like that in the world. I still think that if you don't raise the people who are relying on you well to be good responsible humans mm-hmm. then like you failed honestly like they're the next generation like they probably have your brain they can go make a difference themselves right that's a so. that's a good point and and that's a real like really highlighted in this oh yeah i i like the finding those little themes of you know like how important are relationships mm-hmm you know, the introverted side of me wants to be like, nah, you don't need them really. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the reality is, I think that you do need them really bad, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And the the hope is that you'll have the discretion to choose people it, to influence your life in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, so. and any other things that stuck out to you this episode i know it was probably mostly like flashbacky that <laughs> uh, so yeah i uh i don't know it, it didn't really matter that much to me so you know like they're they kissed each other and you know they're mm-hmm. apparently attracted to each other and that's that's fine nothing no issues with that it was an interesting thing it's like we've had three total relationships in this show so far um and and of those three there's one one straight and two gay and that that's fine Mm -hmm. i I don't like this this is such a small sample size it could be whatever um i I did roll my eyes just a tiny bit about it i was just like oh they're gonna have another like they're like are they it just made it made me feel like they were just trying to push that a little bit more than and i don't think it that that doesn't really matter it was just an interesting um choice the thing i did appreciate though is that they didn't make it they made it very human they didn't make it uh gratuitous Mm -hmm. or anything i think that's why it works so well and um i was reading this one was was from one of the creators and he was kind of reminding people for this storyline like the world ends so to speak in 2003 so all of societal val- values and beliefs and everything have not progressed to what they are now. And mm-hmm. so if you look at what was happening in 2003 in society, that's kind of the viewpoint that people would have carried into this, you know, apocalypse, so to speak. So you don't have the acceptance that is now there for for homosexuality or anything in in that area like it's it's still 2003 to people um and i think that's part of the reason why it worked so well from it not being gratuitous is that they are also kind of like 
we don't know what is going on. Right. Uh, you know, and you can make the argument that people, that probably it turned a lot of people more into pragmatists of like, well, why should I focus on how like quote unquote evil this is, uh, you know, right. whether or not it is, but like you got to think a lot of people are just like, oh, well, okay. Well, that I used to hate that, but I'm going to save my energy to fight something bigger, you know? <laughs> yeah. To fight something that's trying to kill me. Right. Like so, something that actually matters that uh, you have to think that people have, have, hopefully you have realigned their values a little bit too of just like, well, at, at the end of the day, if I, I used to have the leisure to to argue this and to judge people for that, but what does that get me now? Like that doesn't help me. That doesn't help provide food for my family. And that's what I need to be focusing on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that being said, yeah, I, it, it's just, it was interesting. Um, I appreciated that they didn't make it gratuitous because you know, we've we've talked about that a lot. Like, I, I just don't, I don't like it when they just make it like, you know, if this show was mostly males watching it, they they could have done that and maybe you know, gotten a higher rating or something. I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting that that uh, that whole thing. I didn't like the clown face that the girl was wearing. It creeped me the hell out. Yeah, I was not a fan. Mm. -mm. No. Um, I did, oh man, I, I did have to chuckle at the, um, they had like a smartphone joke in there or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what's and, it? Or they, screenshots. Screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, they're like, what, what even is that? I don't know. Like they didn't get it. Yeah. And it's just funny because it's unfathomable to think right now that two girls that age in this society right. would not understand that joke. Right, right. And that just like highlights even more of how society stopped. And then you have like people who remember beforehand and people who don't. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm thinking, like, were screenshots a big thing in 2003? Because that's when uh, the book would have been written, 2003 or before. You could take, you could take screenshots on your computer in 2003. Oh, but were that, was that like enough of a thing that everyone would get that joke? Probably. I'm trying to remember really... what I did in 2003 other than like go to high school. <laughs> right. Well, like that 2003, I was a junior in high school and I was super into computers. So I probably knew about screenshots then, mm -hmm. but not, it wasn't a big, big, big deal, I don't think. And you didn't, no one was running around with smartphones. You weren't screenshotting. Oh, yeah. There was no, on your phone. no smartphones. You're screenshotting on your computer, your Sims. Sims house. Sure. Like, was that would that be enough for them to have put it in a joke book? It, it doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. just a funny like, oh, that maybe that's just a little snag in continuity that doesn't matter. Eh. You could you could do it. People can let us know on Discord. What do you think? Were screenshots a big deal in two thousand three? I remember hitting print screen on my keyboard so that I could paste it into Paint. And then, mm -hmm. like, crop what I wanted out of it and save it. Yeah, you could do that. Mm -hmm. That's totally a screenshot. I'm not debating that, that existed. <laughs> I'm, de I'm debating if how, how many people cared about screenshots back then. Enough to put it in a joke book that most people would be able to understand the joke. Probably. Let's say yes. I'm going to say I think it's... Uh, 
BS. I don't think that that's would have been a thing. But... Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> I don't care really. Anyway. Okay. Um. Any any last words on Last of Us? No, I am very intrigued to see where we go. Excuse me, the next two episodes because there's only two left, and I feel like we have a lot to get through. I agree. So hopefully it's uh. I don't know. I don't want to say speedy because I don't want them to rush it, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it'll be well done. Uh, I hope it will. I the the preview for the next one looks, you know, we're back in it. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be interesting to see if Ellie really like. I, I have you know Bella Ramsey's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she is. I I just. I feel like Joel has really carried a lot of the pressure on this on this season too. Um, you know what I read actually that that is interesting about Bella Ramsey is they actually told her not to play the video game so mm. that she could have her own take on Ellie um, and not try to just emulate the Ellie that you get in the video game. Okay. Um. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing oh it is yeah she's um i never know what to think of that i'm like well so they're trying for a bigger audience like i I guess the thing is they're always they're already going to get the people who have played the game to watch it you know or to not to but but one way or another they already have that group kind of under their thumb a little bit like those people are going to watch the show even if it's just to hate it a lot but what they're really trying to do is trying to make it appealing to other people right so right eh, that's cool um yeah anyway do we want to talk about mando i think so right um yeah season season three premiere only 35 minutes uh yeah or maybe even less the credits just last forever yeah that's true like 32 minutes yeah um what were your expectations going into this what what were you hoping for what did you think would happen i don't think i had like specific expectations of what i wanted to happen um i just knew that i was going to enjoy it you knew you were going to yeah i just knew that whatever it was i was like whatever they're gonna throw at me i'm gonna like it well okay did you have specific expectations? Mm, no. I hoped I would like it. I didn't assume. I just feel like I have enjoyed the last two seasons so much that I really didn't think that they could disappoint me right away. I mean, this is the third season. They might have mailed it in. You never know true but i don't think that they did i really liked okay i i will tell you exactly how i felt so i threw i threw on the episode and um you've got the like little recap Mm -hmm. thing and then you've got like the disney lucas star wars you know like everything starting up with the music and yeah Mm -hmm. and then you hear 
the armor armor clanging for the Beskar. Mm-hmm. And I was, and like you don't see anything, you just hear it. And I was like, this is fantastic already. Like as soon as I as soon as I heard it, I was like, man, that is so like I just I just immediately felt happy. Good. I, I want you to enjoy it. I want everyone to. Um, and I did enjoy it. I really did. I just I. I don't know. I, I, you just never know what to expect. I guess I'm just, uh, just being too guarded maybe, but <laughs> I mean, I think overall, like for the, for this season, I was expecting it to pick up where last season ended and you know that he's kind of been, you know, chastised for removing his helmet and, you know, Grogu's with him. So I guess I was just expecting him to do whatever adventure he was going to go on with Grogu figure out this, you know, what, what's the making, what's the word I'm looking for? His making amends, his, his atonement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Redemption maybe. Yeah. So it, I figured like that would happen, but I didn't expect to see all of that right away. So I was just kind of like, okay, well we've got to see what's in store. Yeah, I wanted I want to know what what's gonna go on with the dark saber like that. That's yeah. gonna be a really really important thing. Um, clearly they they said it. This this episode set a lot of all the themes up really nicely. It's like okay, so uh, the Mandalorians all as a people need someone to lead them, mm-hmm. and they've kind of just abandoned Bo Katan because they're a bunch of shallow pricks who need an ancient relic to follow, right. which is which is ridiculous. I have to say, I, I like I like our Mando Din Djarin, mm-hmm. and all the other Mandos have been very, very, very disappointing to me because they're all so just stuck in the mud and in their ways, and like they're all so close-minded about it. You can't be the leader without the black and glowy thing, which is just you. You can't you can't be a Mandalorian. If you take your helmet off, right, and, and and you can't atone for for that one error, for like one human mistake, mm-hmm. at all, because they've destroyed the one way you could ever atone. Like you can't create some new way. Like you're just like stuck in this mud. A thing of like, no, you're just screwed. Like our ancestors set this up, and like there's not like a real life reason to to do it like that i've just decided to be an asshole to you and not forgive you for something that is just so arbitrary and foolish um okay so i have i have a question cuz i can't remember if this was addressed before in in an episode of this or somewhere else in star wars lore and i'm just blanking on it um mm-hmm. so i was watching this episode and my husband was like half watching it with me and he hasn't really paid much attention to it so I should probably ground him or something, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, banish him. (laughs) So he was asking though about like the, the removing your helmet bit. Cause he was like, what did he do? Like, uh, so I was explaining it. Um, and then he said, and he asked this question and I don't know what the answer is. And he's like, well, what happens if you're in a fight and your helmet comes off during the fight because of whatever's going on? Mm Mm-hmm. So like, is that just an accident and it doesn't count? Oh no! Well, she she all, like a, a tiny bit addressed that. She's like, you took your, you know, people saw your face. What's worse 
is that you had tried to do it. Like you intentionally right. did it. Like you have to think that maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room depending on who's interpreting it. And that's you know, what the I armor, thought. The armor is also just taken on the role of judge. She's just like, yeah. No, I'm like, my opinion is what matters. Um, it's not like a tribunal that she's just like, oh, he told me this one thing. All right, I'm passing judgment. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. I'm pretty sure that if it's an accident, it's an accident kind of thing. But um, I will say also. If, she, if Armor likes you. Yeah. Well, like, oh, is she. I mean. It, okay, so. I, I feel like it's just such a gray area now that now I have all these questions. Because I'm like, if you have the dark saber and you're the quote unquote leader, isn't what you say more important than what the armorer would say? Right. Well, he became the Mandalore, right? Like he earned back the lightsaber and then he took off his helmet. Right. So shouldn't he be the one that's like, nah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I just think like, the armor has just decided to be stuck in the mud. She just wants to, she's like, no, we have to follow this. Hmm. Uh, I think it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, it's just very old school. Um, I, I will say at the beginning when she was walking out with the helmet, I wasn't sure if I was seeing like a flashback or present time. Um, yeah, I thought so too. I right? thought maybe that was going to be Din Jaren. Yeah. Swearing. Yeah, that's what I, I was like. Am I seeing mm-hmm. like him? I was like, who is this kid? Uh, right. And it it wasn't, which I guess is fine. That's fine. So, what did you think of like so that they're just like in this place, and there's apparently some beast that can come and swallow men whole. Yeah, living in the water, and they're just like, go stand in the water, kid. Right. <laughs> like just. That's a little reckless. Yeah. Uh, it's like, why Why do we have the armor leading you here? Like, why, why is she in charge of anything? Like, what has she done for them? She knows how to forge. Like, she does help with, with forging stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't see. I don't see the leadership there. She's just like, oh, if you don't follow the rules, then like, it's my way or the highway. Right. It's very... Um, dictate dictatorship ish. Seems like it, right? So, but yeah, I I I wasn't too sure at the start if it was a flashback or not. We obviously know it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, I did quite enjoy seeing him roll in with his ship, though, and and yeah. have Grogu pop up. But that was great. That was a great <laughs> scene. Um, well, especially he like he lands and he opens the thing and Grogu like whoop. Yeah, like, like pops up. I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. Um, I just questioned too. Why didn't they just go back in the cave? Like it's a water creature. Yeah, why did they have to fight him. Why didn't they just run away and like wait for it to chill or like shoot at it from inside the cave? Right, or like at least just regroup because it's just chaos, mm-hmm. and like just get back in the cave and figure out what you're gonna do. Right. And if it follows you into the cave, then, like, you're probably going to be a lot more exposed because it's, like, natural habitats, the water. Right. So you can you can find some way to, to beat it. I just, like, they're, they're, and they're wasting all these resources, too, right? Right? Like, they're, they're like, setting charges and, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing all this stuff, shooting 
Like, and maybe they're just gonna die, and for what? Like the valor of slaying this random monster, like, pissed off turtle thing, <laughs> water snake. Uh, it didn't didn't make a lot of sense. Like, no, we have to fight it. It it okay. didn't. It, you're right. It was cool to see them like all blast off and start, you know, fighting it. But right. it, it logically, it didn't need to happen. I was just like. I mean, I, I guess it like ate one of them, and if they mm-hmm. thought they could save that person, then that's probably worthwhile, right? Right. right. But um, they weren't. They, they didn't look like they were trying to save that person either. Like they just were trying to no blow a hole in it and stuff. Because I thought at first it's what they were trying to do, and then not so much. Yeah. So, so Mando shows up. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm the best Mando." And she's like, "You're not a Mando." And he's like. I have the dark saber, bitch. <laughs> I wish she, I I don't. I want him to get assertive with her. Is what I want. Right. Instead of, um, I don't know. It, it kind of feels like he's groveling, sort of in a way. Yeah, I I think it's a little slightly pathetic, to be honest. I just want him to be I'm like, not... look, I've got the, I've got it. My helmet's back on. We're fine. Yeah, I don't see what the big deal is, stupid head. <laughs> stupid head. <laughs> um, okay, but so so you've got all of this going on, and then he eventually mm-hmm. makes his way to is it Navarro. Yeah. So yeah, she he's like, all right, I'm gonna go to Mandalorian or to Mandalore, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how I I can do you know, and and she's like, okay whatever like see ya like stop talking to me right you you go do that yeah well i don't think she believes them well i i think she's just how dumb is it to have a system you're like okay we have a way to redeem ourselves after we make a mistake great i mean i think that's that's wonderful you should have rules that's fine and then we have ways to redeem ourselves for breaking rules that don't like take uh, kill a bunch of people or hurt a bunch of people like him taking off his helmet is pretty like victimless right right like he doesn't need to he has to atone but or you're you're ostracized from society forever right and so you know he, he's like yeah okay uh you know the, the whatever he, he accepts that but okay let me go redeem myself and they're like yeah we, we have a way to do that like all you gotta do like go Go to this place that uh, everyone knows exists and go take a bath and then you're fine. Why but, a but bath? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't have like running water. Maybe they, you can't take a shower there. I don't know. But but like you have to go, you have to go, you know, cleanse yourself in these mm-hmm. waters. And it used to be like super accessible. Right. It sounds like like all the Mandalorians are like, oops, oopsie. I showed my face. I'm going to go, you know, I'll be right back, guys. I'll, I'll ritually clean myself or whatever. Right. Fine. But but like that that doesn't exist anymore. It's the Friday night watering hole. <laughs> like yeah. everyone's just cleansing. Well, seriously, they're yeah, like or uh, or more like the more the Monday morning one after a weekend of debauchery, you know. Everyone's like Oh, I had the craziest weekend. I gotta go ritually clean myself now so I can be be accepted back into society. Uh, do you have to wear your helmet when you're taking the bath? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> they don't tell us. Uh, maybe we'll see, but maybe that's the only thing you wear. I'm just, I'm just curious now. <laughs> like, if you're all that, because, like, if it was that accessible, would wouldn't you just kind of have to cleanse yourself right away again if you weren't wearing your helmet? Right, you just like have to stay there because you just can't because <laughs> of it. Uh, it's like this. But but like this used to, there used to be like a very easy solution. It sounds like right. I, I don't know exactly, but like okay, you messed up once, you're forgiven. Just go say ten hail marys. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. That's what the equivalent is. But but that's that's this is like, hey, I messed up a little bit, and she's like, you can't be forgiven, asshole. Right. It's just immediate. Ever. Which okay, so now like you're excommunicated. You can't go to heaven. Like you're screwed. Like screw you. Because the Imperials, some outside force chose to bomb this place out of existence, and we just don't have any way to forgive you now. It it all it just kind of makes me wonder if there's something else that maybe happened in the, their history for this, to, for it to go so extreme. Um, yeah, well, we don't know. I don't know. Just curious, I guess. I I. Maybe she's more being more reasonable than than it seems like. But the, it, this just seems like, hey, you used to be able to be forgiven for for like victim free offenses. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like here here's the thing you can do. Okay, like even if it's unpleasant, maybe the ritual waters are gross. You know, right? Ooh, dirty right, bath like, water. Oh, yeah, like okay, like uh, fine, I'll go do this unpleasant thing, and then I'll come I'll come back. But but she's like no. I've de I've decided that there's just no way to do it now because someone decided to bomb those things. That's out of our control, but you're just screwed and you'll never be a Mandalorian again, even after small, tiny, stupid, insignificant offense. <laughs> right. I, I just have, I have no respect for, for that, like, extremely narrow interpretation of things that, you know, like, how long ago was that creed written? You just have to adhere to it, you know, dogmatically. You got to do it. I don't know. I'm just... Whatever. <laughs> I'm annoyed. You can you can see. But... All right. So he, he's like, all right. Uh, fine. I'll, I'll go. I'll go do this. Goes to see uh, <laughs> Magistrate Grief Karga. Yep. Hi, Magistrate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he corrects people on it. Uh... And I loved... One of the first scenes is Grogu in in the chair, just spinning it around. It's such such a kid thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife was like, "Oh yeah, look, that's our youngest boy." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do that at work. Like, just sit there and spin. <laughs> Even you do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you just do it for the the kid, right? Totally. That's hundred percent. Why? Right, right, right. Have not ever <laughs> done it before that. Clearly. Um, it, it did make me laugh in the background, though, because they're just having this, like, serious conversation. You just see the chair spinning. Just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really enjoyed when they went to, like, wherever it was in the town center where these pirates were. Um. It just really gave me, especially once that you got to this standoff between grief and um, what was the lead pirate's name? Vane. Something. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I'm actually just looking up the it, show right now. I think it was Vane. Sure. Um, let's call him Vane. But you have this like standoff between the two of them, and it it gave me so two vibes right away. One like old western shoot off shootout type feelings, but, but with pirates. But with pirates. Um, right. But it also gave me Han Solo vibes. Han Solo vibes in what way? Just like the whole like being ready to shoot real, real quick. Like, okay. Like grief in particular, I should say, not not being grief was giving me the Han Solo vibes. Yeah, I mean, it it felt very shootout ish. Yeah, uh, it was just funny because it was about pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean that that's a pretty minor thing. Um well and it's funny, like they're like, Well, we're gonna get a drink. Uh, but like they had to insist it's gonna they're trying to bully him and you know, I don't have much patience for bullies in general. Ditto. So uh yeah, it was um I I thought it was an interesting thing. I, I so remember, I remember at the start, uh, like season one of, of The Mandalorian, uh, he, he was like, no, I don't trust droids. I hate droids. Don't trust them. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of touching to see, like, he still trusts IG-11, even though he still maintains his lack of trust in general. Right. IG-11 has clearly found its way into his level. Like, he, he's like, I'm good with him. Right. And it's interesting, too, because it also <laughs> highlights... The fact that he doesn't trust droids because he could go out and get any droid that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's not. He's not. And it, so it's even more it, like it's even more like family is important to him. You mm-hmm. can tell because it's it's kind of like you're, you know, like your crazy uncle who did something and people are like, dude, like he just did this crazy thing. And you're like, no, he's off his medications. He's fine. Like he'll be okay. Like he'll, <laughs> you're like, defend him. And, and he's like, IG-11's like, oh, I'm going to kill Grogu now, now that I'm awake. Right. And and he's, so that they shut him down. He's like, but can you fix him? Right. Can you make like, him not do that? Right. Like, can, can we get him back to where he was? Because he's, I trust him. Mm-hmm. Even, even though, even turning him on, like, he's not trustworthy anymore. Right. He still trusts him on, like, a, a really fundamental foundational level. Right. Um. I did kind of laugh about it, too, because they were like, okay, yeah, well, he's like, I need him back, like, from this this statue type thing and and Mm -hmm. turn him on and fix him and all this stuff. And I was sitting there and I was like, of course you could, like, it it never crossed my brain or my mind that to be like, yeah, we could just bring the droid back, like, just restart, just fix him and he comes back and you're all good to go. Like, it never processed until until this where they're like yeah just bring the droid back and we need ig11 so let's get ig11 yeah and, uh, which is fun i was like oh i like ig11 right and then bring in all of babu frick's cousins and have them work away yeah i i don't think any of them were specifically babu frick were they no i don't think so I did. I was very excited to see them, though. It just made me laugh. They were they were fun. Yeah. It it's it's nice to see like these little things that they can drop in. I feel like it just adds more 
humor and lightheartedness to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it's fun to, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Like there, it's, it, there's a lot of nostalgia that they used this episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I guess he's, he's wanting IG 11 back and he needs to get, what is it? A memory chip? Right. Like you have to, it's like a quest within a quest, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, can't go to Mandalore without a droid. All right, we can't have the droid that I want without the chip. Right. You start this quest, and then you end up going on a, a, a sub-quest. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, this feels, it feels very video game-ish. It does. Which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm always more about the journey the, instead of the destination. I don't really care where they end up as long as it makes mm-hmm. sense for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of... Their explanation on Cara Dune. They were just like, oh yeah, like she's off. She can't be my my marshal because she's she's off doing other things that she wants to do. I mean, I think it made sense that they did it. I feel like you needed to do something like that, especially if you're gonna have grief say that he needs a marshal and to mm-hmm. like go through all of that. Your your first thought is going to be Cara Dune, but then I don't think you're going to recast her. So if you're not going to recast her, then you need to just write her out of the show. Yeah. I wrote a, I read a thing about them saying like, well, yeah, like we may end up like recasting her or whatever, but her character, we wanted to keep her character around because we really liked her character. Right. Yeah. So instead of this is the safer option because then you could theoretically bring the character back still. Right. Or if they never do, like she was, she was minor enough really like the, I mean, I kind of regret I was a little sad. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna. I won't, I won't talk about all their decision making on on firing her and stuff. Like whether it was justified or whatever. But I'll just say this: that it, as like as Cara Dune, mm-hmm. I I always enjoyed her in the show. Like she was always someone I wanted to be on that show, and I didn't want her to. I I didn't. I would have been excited to see her again this set this season. Right, like the character Cara Dune. Yeah, I, I don't like the actor, actress, whatever. I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any feelings one way or another. I don't really care about her. I just like the, the character Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. I had no issues. Like I, I was, and I'd be, I'd have been good if she just, they just wanted to keep her in this. They made it. They made their decision. It's fine. I just, um, for me, I, I would have preferred that she stay in the show. I guess. Right. So, you would have preferred, let's just say, like for argument's sake. They recast her right away and just keep her there. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I'd rather do what they did. Right. I'd want, I would want it to be that person, probably. Fair. It's whatever. It's, it's a fairly minor thing. She wasn't, she's in like, what, two episodes of Mando or something like that? Something. She, she, she did feel minor to me. Like, I could see what, why people would like her, but she did feel minor. I feel more upset that Quill is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they, they explained it. It's fine. She can go away, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they shot the pirates. Mm-hmm. They killed four pirates and they let their leader live, which I thought they should just kill the leader and let some minor pirate run off yeah that's what i thought too 
I wouldn't have even let them. I, I thought they were just going to kill them all. Yeah, like why didn't they just kill them all, bury them, call it good? Right. I don't know. Um, do you get the feeling that Grief Karga's a little in over his head, and he does like he doesn't really quite realize it, but he is a little over his head. Yeah, I. I I felt like maybe. Maybe that is the way to phrase it. It it felt like he was doing like it almost felt like he he read like a how to book for dummies type of thing, like how to mm-hmm. be high magistrate for dummies and was following all of the like step one, step two, step three, and just going through the motions um, and doing it in a specific order. Um, mm-hmm. So it felt very. It felt almost like he was playing dress up. Uh, I feel like he just has a dream, but he he doesn't quite. He's like, yeah, we want to be independent, but yeah. but like now the the republic's not going to protect him, and now he's got pirates hanging out, and he's like, oh, we'll let him live. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this this season might end with like a big war between him and the pirates or something. Yeah, I feel like he bit off more than he can chew. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like, his his insistence that he has to be the high magistrate. He can't just... Right. I, I mean, it's it's like someone who's saying, uh, you know, like, like a general, if you call him a general, and instead of, like, they're like, no, brigadier general. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you, you have to, you know, like, it's not lieutenant, first lieutenant. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't just call him lieutenant, you have to call him... By, by their like slightly higher designation like it, it's like it's a point of insecurity right is what it is like he doesn't someone who is secure in his place wouldn't insist on that mm-hmm. yeah i i just thought it was humorous but yeah oh it, it, i mean it was funny for sure um i just i think he feels like he's an imposter too a little bit mm-hmm. i could totally see that I mean, the first time we see him, he's just in, you know, he's in that, maybe it was in that school place, you know, the place that that he's guarding against them from coming in to drink. Like he's, you know, and he's he's handing out like tokens for people to go and do bounties and stuff. Like he's, he's probably like, what am I doing guarding a school? This is crazy. Like, I, I think it's great that I'm doing it, but I, this isn't who I am, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm curious how that's all going to play out or if he, like, if it is going to be kind of like a a standoff between them and the pirates, like you're saying, or if he's more in the background kind of helping Mando throughout the season Mm -hmm. and just kind of being like, here's your next quest. Well, last season we only saw him for one episode. Right. So, yeah, it was nice to see him there. Um, and then, so Dajaran leaves. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we got to see uh, Purgle. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. And I loved him, like, teaching Grogu. Like, okay, this is this thing, this is this thing, you know. Yeah, I, I, really I, mentoring him. I liked also, like, seeing that through, like, seeing the Purgle through Grogu's eyes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right? Like, yeah, you're just kind of watching him take it in. And you're like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool, buddy. 
yeah it was fun <laughs> and then it just goes in and it was a very kid thing to do like I'll be half asleep just sitting in a chair and mm -hmm. my youngest will come in you know he's he's five and he'll just like he'll just like insert himself between my arms like under my arms he'll just like slide his head up mm -hmm. you know and just like lay there on my chest and my arms are on him and you know, he's just wrapped up and that Grogu doing that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally, like totally that, a thing. That's accurate. Yeah, it was sweet. Mm -hmm. um, the pirate's ambush, the Mando. That was a great scene. I love that whole scene. Yeah, it was, yeah, the, it, it was cool. I mean, he was, it's like, where did he learn how to be such a good pilot? Like, how is he so good at this? I have no idea, but I approve. Yeah, but like Han Solo successfully navigating an asteroid field is 5,270 to 1 or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Din Djarin having a like starship fight, you know, like a, a, a whole like, you know, like full on have to kill six ships kind of thing in the middle of an asteroid is apparently no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like not only is he navigating it, but he's also managing to get the other guy's blown up yeah and then the pirates were like you just destroyed four of our ships and i'm like uh five i would really wanted him to correct him <laughs> just be like no no actually yeah give me give, give some credit here mm -hmm. um yeah no but i i just enjoyed like that whole scene the, like the whole chase and and all that like between him and the pirates with the ships and everything. I thought it was really well done. It was super entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and then he's like, oh, man, we're, we're target locked. And then he just escaped anyways, no problem. Yeah. No, yeah, it was cool. No I hope we see the beard, the green beard guy. The, mm -hmm. the doctor? Or not the doctor, the... Um, pirate the pirate it's like remember never trust a pirate yeah i uh i was laughing because i saw someone today refer to him as like the pirates of the caribbean seaweed monster <laughs> seaweed pirate and i was like that is very spot on because i saw him and i was i immediately thought of pirates of the caribbean as well so he does look like a seaweed monster he does. Gorian Shard is his name. A surprise new villain has entered the Star Wars universe. Meet the space pirate king, Gorian Shard. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, who seems to be a mix of DC's Swamp Thing and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. See? <laughs> All right. No, I think we will. Yeah. I think we will see him more, so... I guess so. Yeah. Looks like a Muppet. <laughs> um, a little bit. So, yeah, but, like, overall, like, I thought the first episode was good. I don't think it was mind-boggling. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so amazing uh, for the season. I... But it was, it didn't disappoint me. Yeah. Oh, so the, the final scene, he's, he talks to Bo-Katan. Right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Because and Bogat Bogaton's like, yeah, people won't follow me because I don't have the the black glow stick, mm -hmm. which she still has. Like they followed her for how many decades? Uh, yeah, 
I mean, that's that's that old school armor mentality that you were saying. So, yeah, I'm like, why don't you just ditch the Mandalorians? They're all a bunch of losers, mm-hmm. and go go find someone. Like, go go build something else. Go be the marshal for. <laughs> oh man, I am, I am curious though because I thought that was cool to see like her kind of there by herself dejected Mm -hmm. they've all left her um she's like just wave that thing around and they'll follow you yeah (laughs) i wanted him i wanted it to turn into like a more of a lewd joke he's like wave what thing around (laughs) (laughs) but i'm curious though like is he just gonna go rally them up and be like hey i've got this dark stick thing that you guys are so obsessed Mm -hmm. with Yep, I've got your glow stick. Go pay attention to her. Yeah, it's just weird. So the way he said it, too, he's like, I've come to join you. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost sounds like, you know what? If I could just have you as my leader, I don't even need to go to Mandalore to, to take a dirty bath. But I'm just, I'm like, if he, if he's come to join her... Like, theoretically, he's going there under the assumption that she's leading them, right? What do you mean? Like, like, I'm assuming, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm assuming he doesn't know that they've all left because she doesn't have the Darksaber. Oh, yeah, he like, he doesn't realize. He, he thinks that she still, yeah. she still has a whole, like, clan behind her, kind of. Yeah, so I was assuming that, like, he's going there to join her and the clan. And right. she would theoretically be leading. Like, he's not going mm-hmm. there to be like, I'm taking over. Like, he's right. he's going to join her. And if that's the case, then, like, why not just give her the, the dark glow stick thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she won't take it because she has to win it in fair combat. She's like, this is just so silly. Just take it. Uh, I, I know. Well, it, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's the the whole Mandalore stuff. There, you know, like, we have a lot of lore from them from the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. a lot of it's just like, really, you're gonna let Darth Maul be like your supreme leader because he can beat someone in one to one combat, and you're just gonna let him rule the whole planet, right? Because of that, like. How nonsensical are you people? Like, what, what, go get a job. Like, stop being so weird. But, um, I just want, so I, I think Mando is going to, I think he's slowly going to pick up the mantle of leader to some degree. Yeah. Because one thing that I did notice is he doesn't see himself as not a Mandalorian still. He's like, all right, Grogu, look, to be a Mandalore or to be a Mandalorian Mm -hmm. is this. And he's like framing it as, this is what it's like to be a Mandalorian. Not like to be a responsible human being. Right. Or not human being, but like a, a responsible, like person, you know, resident of, of the galaxy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, he's saying, you know, to here's the truth about being a Mandalorian. Right. And he, he's, he, you could tell he has, he's starting to build his own, his own ideas of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is what it is. And, the armor being real pissy about this little thing that I did because my son was leaving me and I needed to show him my face ever. Mm-hmm. And she's just going to kick me out of her little club for that. Like that doesn't make me a, not a Mandalorian. It just makes her look like she's throwing a little tantrum. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
it's that but that's a good point that he doesn't see himself as not one like he's he's like i'm still mandalorian yeah uh, like i kind of think he's here's here's what i hope he's doing it i know we gotta we gotta cut it here pretty Mm -hmm. soon but here's the thing that i hope i hope that he is angling right now to just take over leadership of the group and he's like all right i'm gonna go cleanse myself in the ritual fires or ritual waters so that I can just swoop in and take your whole group mm-hmm. and I'll just be in charge of them because I've got the dark saber. Yeah. And then that's it. Armor has to listen to him. Yep. Yep. He's like, all right, I jumped through the hoop that you arbitrarily set that you didn't think I could do. I, I did the impossible quest. No, screw you. I'm in charge. Like, go go make me some gauntlets. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good season. What is it? Is it 12 episodes? Eight. Eight. Why do they do this? It's always eight. Give me like 17. Yeah, 17 to 39. Yeah, that's a fair number. I realized that I wanted more than than like 39, but more than was in the 30 range, (laughs) but I was already committed to the 30, so I was like... I guess uh, nine <laughs> is the best option <laughs> at this point. <laughs> oh, man. You could have pulled like a Lord of the Rings and gone like 11 to 1. 30, 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, possibly we'll be here next week, depending on how things go. Cool. We'll discuss Mando season two, which will probably be a filler episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or may I, I hope that he goes to see the the Jawa uh, lover. What's her name? Pelimoto or something? Oh, on Tatooine. Yeah, I can't remember her name. She's like, I used to date a Jawa. Yeah. So they're so furry. That one. Yeah, she's so the, the most awkward character in the whole series, and I really, really enjoy her a lot. She's fantastic. I can't remember her na- her character name, but she's fantastic. I thought it was Pelimoto or something like that. You're you're talking about the the Amy Sedaris character, right? Maybe For, on Tatooine with all the droids yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Pelimoto. Amy Sedaris is Pelimoto. Yeah. You, you don't believe that she her name is Pelimoto? All right. No, I believe you. I just uh, just couldn't remember her name. Well, and we get to see the uh, we get to see the bad motivator R two droid, right? Or R five, whatever it is, the one that the one that blew a bad motivator so that R two D two could stay with C three PO in episode four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Should be good. All right. Any last thoughts? No, I'm just excited. Good. I think it'll be great. That's it. Okay. Good talk. (laughs)